Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, we are going to continue our discussion on the historical and logical analysis of the burning of the house of Sayyidah Fatima al-Zahra. In prior discussions, we've talked about our overall approach. Uh, today, as we are uh, digging deep into this particular event and the adjoining events, what I would like to highlight is how we are going to uh, think about the next few uh, discussion items so that you have a perspective. Uh, so first of all, it is important to understand the investigation that we are about to embark on. And this investigation is with a religious scholar who will be bringing these different perspectives. Uh, but we need to think about like, what is the background? So there are four things that I want to highlight. The first one is the importance of understanding what happened to Sayyidah Fatima Zahra. What is, why is it so important? Second, we need to lay out the facts. Third, we need to recap the discussion from our first uh, discussion with a religious scholar. Uh, and uh, the last one is to briefly give an overview of the next four topics that we, are, uh, we have already discussed and will be sharing uh, via podcast and YouTube. So the first of all, the importance of understanding uh, this event. Uh, it starts with the personality of Sayyidah Fatima Zahra. She is the nucleus of the family of heaven, if I am to say. Why would I say that? That is because Lady Fatima was young and the only daughter alive in Prophet passed away. So she is the daughter of the Prophet, who is uh, the leader of all the Prophets from Allah. Uh, second, she is the mother of the leaders of the heaven. So she is literally the mother of the leaders of the youth of heaven, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussain alayhi salam. And she is the wife of the leader of men of heaven, Imam Ali alayhi salam. And her stature in herself, not just being the nucleus, is that she is the leader of the women of the heaven. Um, and in other places, she is the leader of women of all time. So that in itself is like amazing stature. Add that on the fact that uh, Rasulullah said, and it's mentioned in Bukhari, that Fatma is a part of me and whoever hurt Fatma hurts me and whoever hurts me hurts Allah. So now her, her personality, her pleasure is linked to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, there is a mystery linked to her personality. That is the death, which is a mystery till today. And that event, in my opinion, is potentially the cause, the single cause of the split in Islam that happened. You cannot uh, disjoint that from uh, how people pray today, how people act today, how people uh, are angry at each other. That single event was the cause of everything that happened that we see today. So let's think about like, what are the facts? So Lady Fatima Zahra passed away within three months of the death of his father at the age of 18. And now when I say within three months, according to some Sunnah books, it's uh, six months, but there is no narration that goes beyond six months. So let's dig deeper. So Prophet Muhammad died on either 28th Safar, according to Shias, or according to Sunnahs, uh, Sunnah brothers, on the 12th Rabi level. So within the, between the two dates, there's like difference of 15, uh, like 12, 14 days, two weeks. 
then within that after the death of the prophet sayyida fatima zahra died within 3 months she died on the 13th of jamadil awwal the first jamadil ula or um the third jamadil sani the second jamadi there is no date according to sunna narrations when she died it just says she died within few months so there are few questions that come up why did fatima zahra die so quickly at the prime of her life 18 years of age did she die because of natural causes or was she physically injured that resulted in her quick death was something taken from her where is her grave who buried her where were the muslims at that time because no one knows about her grave so these are few questions just the facts nothing more and the goal of this analysis that we are embarking on that we're doing right now is to raise questions and lay out the fact that were hidden for 1400 years and i won't say hidden but they were not discussed openly we need to provoke the mind and invoke hikmah because allah taala says whoever we have given hikmah we've given a great gift and we need to establish hujjah so whoever listens and understands and then makes their decision it's up to them to confront and to live with their decision and we need to make we need to enable people to be responsible for their decisions in front of allah so just recapping on the first discussion that is available on the podcast as well as on youtube there are five things i want to highlight one was we need we talked about uh, what is the approach of this analysis it has to be like a detective investigation investigating the truth we talked about the political and contextual aspects of that time we talked about the situation of madina the political situation of madina in context of the broader world view and we talked about the concept of cause and effect every effect has a cause every cause results in an effect so how do we understand the causes we talked about the approach of five whys thinking about like why did this happen and why did that happen and why did that happen normally in the in business if you do this five whys you normally reach to the root cause of the problem and number 5 is uh, understanding the key events which are were the causes that led to that political climate which was the effect so in the next few discussions there are few topics that will be discussed and i want to have this context everyone to have this perspective what is coming up so first of all investigating the death of sayyida fatima zahra as a detective so understanding the approach following the leads and analogs and understanding the two groups with counter perspectives counterpoints and how would a detective go about these things secondly we'll look into what is the importance of sayyida fatima zahra for the islamic state of that time and the efforts to impact her life in medina during the life of the prophet not just life after the death of the prophet but even before the death we will also look at some of the events and effort that was that were undertaken to malign the personality of imam ali and these are available if these are public knowledge meaning they are narrated in both sunnah and shia books 
So both Islamic books. And lastly, we're going to talk about how history was twisted to confuse the future generations. Hopefully you'll stay uh, with us on this investigative journey. And I would end uh, with a brief excerpt from Dr. Hatim, which will be very eye-opening and which kind of summarizes all of this purpose of this discussion. Those who want yes. to reject, of course, most of them will reject. That is not, but you make a hujja for anyone who, I, I was one of them. But when the, somebody put the hujja in front of me, I yield to it because I find the proof so overwhelming. I can't resist it anymore. I can't because it is guilty without reasonable doubt. You see, premature death, dead lady in her 18 years old. And that is the hikmah of Allah. Why Sayyidah Fatima Zahra asked? That because without that, if Sayyidah Fatima Zahra uh, live until her 50s or 60s, we can't say that now. Right? Definitely yep. can say, okay, then, oh, yes. that's 60 years old, 50 years old, what you want to from here? Leave or die? Yep. No. No, 18 years old. Yeah. Why? She gave us a proof with these two things. Her early yeah. death and her hidden grave. And that's another issue. A hidden grave yes. of Sayyidah Fatima Zahra. Yes. Why? Why she asked we, uh, we will... for, 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 uh, to be buried at night secretly without anyone knowing yes. her.